The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It's a Wisdom Wednesday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app, awesome DFS app as well. Already only two days away from having a new Spread the Word winner via social media. All you have to do is engage Maverick in some way, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You guys know the drill. Sponsor confirmation email winner. Take advantage of any of our sponsors. Send me the email, ross at rostucker.com. Guaranteed to read and respond to your question here on the show. And you might get one of these signed press passes, like the AFC Championship game press pass. Speaking of that, Today's guest, a buddy of mine from my hometown, Chad Henney. Yes, the star who saved the day for the Kansas City Chiefs against the Cleveland Browns. We'll talk to Chad momentarily. I should mention, typically, Wednesdays are Andrew Brandt days. I'll probably say this again later, but Andrew Brandt does not have a guest this week on the Business of Sports podcast, so he's just doing Brandt's rants, which means... It's pretty much the same thing he would say here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast on a Wednesday. So I think most of these weeks now when Andrew doesn't have a guest and he's just doing Brant's rants, which is his thoughts on the topics of the day, we'll probably just steer you guys over there and tell you to listen to the Business of Sports Podcast to get Andrew's thoughts on the news and notes of the week. Obviously, if he has a guest of some kind, he'll come on a Wednesday edition of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast to break down everything going on in the NFL. So if you need your Andrew Brandt fix this week, absolutely listen to the Business of Sports podcast. We'll have a YouTube shout-out in a couple days, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. It is Big Show time. The Big Show. As promised, joined today by, can't say this very often, uh, current NFL player from my hometown, and the Chiefs quarterback, who was the star of their divisional round win over the Cleveland Browns, Chad Henney. Chad, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Sure. Thanks for having me, Ross. By the way, a couple of things I got to say first. It cracks me up that people say, why well, missing for you? <laughs> it's like, if you're, at, if you're actually from where we're from, 
why missing and Wilson are like rivals. So I love that people are like, oh, he's from your hometown. I'm like, I, I claim you now because I guess your your mailing ad uh, your mailing address is why missing. But Chad actually went to the rival high school, so it kind of cracks me up when people mention you being from why missing all the time. Yeah, I mean, uh, literally our street right across from the Berkshire Mall where I grew up is like divided by one street. So uh, it's crazy. I could either have gone to Wilson or why missing, but I ended up in the Wilson School District. Oh, man. I didn't know you were only one street away. Oh. One street away. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm thinking of more state championships. Oh, it could have been amazing. <laughs> I, I've told the story a couple weeks ago, Chad, after the Browns game about how I used to work out with your dad uh, when I think I was in college or maybe my first year in the NFL when you were like seventh or eighth grade and he would talk about you and I'd be like, yeah, I'm sure he's great. And then you were starting as a ninth grader at Wilson. I was like, wow, he is he is pretty good. And then is the story true that in eighth grade you were a fullback and you threw a fullback option pass and that's when they knew that you were going to be a quarterback? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was crazy. Obviously, Wilson has two junior highs, Central and Southern. And, um, you know, we played our rival, Southern, and Contafio was in the stands watching, you know, seeing what kind of talent he had for the next year. And, you know, throw a halfback or fullback pass, you know, for 40 yards for a touchdown. And the next morning, Contafio was like, hey, come up to the gymnasium. We're going to work you out, throw you, and, you know, groom me as a quarterback. And my dad was like, what the hell? Like, you know, quarterback? Come on. But, uh, you know, the rest is history. And, you know, he, he converted me and he helped me, uh, you know, become who I am. That is unbelievable. And so your dad wasn't even down with it at first? I mean, he, I think he was just like, you know, because quarterbacks are, you know, envisioned as, you know, wimpy guys, you know, <laughs> kind of not the tough linebacker running back that I've, you know, grown up to be. So he was like, well, at least can he play defense? And Contafio was like, eh, we'll see, you know, if he actually plays freshman year. And actually started – I was going to start at outside linebacker until they actually converted me full-time to quarterback uh, during training camp. So um, my dad was excited about that, but then he was like, all right, you need to play defense. But Contafio was like, no way, no way. <laughs> that I love – so you had never played quarterback before? Never, never. But, uh, so the always, first game – of your life starting at quarterback was for Wilson high school in ninth grade. Yep. Against uh, Harrisburg high school actually got delayed Friday night. We had, uh, I think we played like maybe into the first quarter and then we had a lightning storm. And then Saturday afternoon uh, we replayed it and I started from then on. That is unbelievable, man. Well, listen, you know me, I could just do the high school stories the whole show. But I'm pretty confident that most of the listeners or viewers want to hear about what's going on with you now. I guess the first thing, man, congratulations, pump for you. Um, how is it different? I mean, I know you went last year. Does it feel different to you at all this year, going back to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, you know, being injured last year uh, in the preseason and trying to fight my way back and finally getting back, you know, midway through the season, but – this year to, uh, you know, actually be in it, uh, go for training camp, be around, be on the sidelines, getting the suit up again, and uh, obviously get an opportunity in the Cleveland game. Uh, you know, it's definitely a, a great feel. We have, you know, a lot of similar guys on our team. So we felt like, you know, we were, you know, destined to get to this point. And obviously, you knew we knew it was going to be a tough road, but we're excited and I'm excited to be a part of it and uh, you know, great to get back to Florida and play another Super Bowl. 
All right, so that you kind of touched on it, but I want you to go a little bit deeper. You know, what you did against Cleveland, I'll get into the specifics later, but getting in the Super Bowl and if you win it, will it mean more to you this year because of the vital role you had in that Cleveland game, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, anytime you, you know, put yourself uh, out there and you actually get an opportunity to play, even in week 17 when I played against the Chargers, so... Uh, even though we didn't come up with a win, I felt like that was a uh, defining moment, at least give me preparation to go into the Cleveland game and you know, be in the game again, feel the offensive line, you know, the pocket, and uh, really prepared me for that game as well. Uh, it was awesome, man. It, it was awesome for me to uh, to see you come in and play well. I know a lot of people. Um, I guess I'll start with the scramble. <laughs> I mean – you know, I was praising you on Twitter because the play before you took that sack, which is the smart play there. Like, you don't throw an incomplete pass there. You take the sack and make them use the timeout. That's significant. Third and 14, uh, I remember, Chad, in high school, you ran a lot, and you were a good runner. And I remember watching one of your first games at Michigan. I was like, man, he looks a lot slower against <laughs> those dudes than he did in high school. But when you started running – Against Cleveland, I was like, no way. And then you just kept running. I, got, I haven't watched the coaches' tape to see where their linebackers were. But when you took off, like, did you think you had a shot to get 15 yards in the first down? Well, I didn't think I was going to get 15 yards, but uh, I was going through my progression and kind of everything closed down to my left. And, you know, I got out and I was like, man, there's actually a lot of space out here. I looked at the chains, got a quick glimpse of that. And, for some reason, the the guy that tackled me was kind of like boxing out a receiver, Demarcus Robinson. I was like, man, he's just gonna let me, you know, at least have a chance to get this. So I just lowered my shoulder. I mean, once I got about two, three yards away, I was like, you know what? Let's just take a leap and see if I can get this. And you know, I felt like like I was close, but obviously my elbow was down a little bit short. Um, but at least set us up for the last play of the game. So I I, I can't believe that Andy called that. I'm extremely impressed, obviously, because a lot of things can go wrong, you know, like you could have a bad throw or Tyreek could drop it or whatever. What does it mean to you that Andy felt confident enough in you in that situation to have you throw it on fourth and inches as opposed to punting it or quarterback sneak or what, what you know, any of the other options? Yeah, I mean, I, I really appreciate his confidence. Uh, you know, I've said before in a lot of interviews that we prepare Saturday nights uh, for those situations. Patrick has his plays, I have my plays, and then it's kind of a you know, group effort with the coaching staff if they like to play as well. And, um, you know, we've gone for it all year on fourth down. Uh, Patrick has a lot of confidence in our offense. And for me to be in there and not change, uh, I really appreciate that opportunity. And we really like to play. And, felt like we can get it so that kind of leads me to my next two questions um Andy Reid so how many I mean this is your 13th year Chad 13th yep and 13 14 third third yeah, okay Miami Jacksonville and Kinsey got it okay so then you've had a bunch of coaches though because you had multiple in Miami you had multiple in Jacksonville obviously um what makes Andy so good? I mean, I think his communication factor, I mean, as a player's coach, um, any quarterback that's ever played in the system has success. He's a, his ability to adapt 
the who's under center is tremendous. Um, I think, you know, he understands what they like. Uh, he researches film on previous teams. Like even when I started in week 17, they're pulling out Jacksonville things I did in Miami that I actually, you know, did in my career and he implemented into the offense. Uh, obviously, you know, similar concepts, but a uh, little of our twist that we run in Kansas city, but uh, he studies that. And, you know, as a quarterback, you appreciate that. And, um, you know, he gives you the tools to the, to the offense. He lets you, you know, flip all the switches, uh, getting in and out of plays. And it's just a lot of fun to be in. Um, and then the next one is sort of similar, I guess. I saw Dan Orlovsky is a buddy of mine, the former quarterback. And by the way, it was really cool. I don't know if you saw it. I can send it to you, but I asked Orlovsky if he was rooting for you, right? You know, Dan played 12 or 13 years. He was almost, you know, primarily a backup. You obviously have had a bunch of years, you know, in Miami and stuff starting. But I asked him if he was rooting for you. And he said, oh, my gosh, you have no idea. Because you know what it's like for the guy that puts in that much time and is ready, and like 95% of the time, you don't get a chance to go actually go out there and show the time you put in. But he said this week that he thinks Patrick Mahomes is by far the best quarterback, you know, and doesn't think that necessarily other guys should be compared to him. Do you agree? And what is it about him that makes him by far the best quarterback? Well, I think anytime you're with a guy, I mean, you're definitely biased, but, uh, you know, I, I think he's, you know, the best. Um, obviously, he still has many years ahead of him, you know, talking about Tom Brady, you know, Aaron Rodgers, all these guys, but um, he has the ability to be the best. And his preparation, I tell everybody every time he comes in every week, he, you know, takes similar notes, uh, very detailed notes. Um, it's just a routine that he has, his hard work that he puts in. You know, his first year in 2018 when I was with him, his leadership qualities as a quarterback, I feel like in this league, you kind of grow into that leadership quality from day one since I was there. He's been a tremendous leader, very vocal, uh, shows his physicality, obviously, and his work ethic. But um, he, he's a great leader as well. And there's not many qualities he doesn't have. I mean, we see his rocket arm, his playmaking ability, his creative plays. Um he can definitely be the best and I appreciate his hard work. I appreciate his leadership and he's made me grow. Even though I'm 35 years old right now, he's made me grow as a player in these last three years as well. Wow. You know what I like about him getting back to your leadership thing, whether it was week 17 or even after he got hurt against Cleveland, he's so supportive of you. Like, you know, like the, the Henny thing is possible thing. Like, and I'm, you know, not not that he's going to be like rooting against you, obviously, but you know he doesn't have to do that. He, you know, he doesn't have to go out of his way to be outwardly supportive. You know, everybody wants their backup to do well, whatever. But like he goes out of his way to make sure everybody's on board when you're playing. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, and that's the person he is. He's very humble, uh, easy to get to know and be around, and, and you know. Everyone that's around him, he makes better. Uh, he just – his competitive atmosphere, uh, his just qualities that he is as a person, uh, he makes everybody better around him. So I don't know if you know this or not, but Chiefs fans are not real happy with me because before the year, I wrote an article 
about how I did not think you guys were going to repeat. And I don't think you're going to be a dynasty. And I, and I say that, Chad, because after you guys won last year, everybody's like, oh, they're the next dynasty. But, but I just feel like I've heard that a bunch. You know what I mean? Like when, when Russell Wilson, Seattle won with the Legion of Boom, it's like, oh, they're the next dynasty. But reality, like since the early 90s Cowboys, nobody's repeated other than the Patriots. Like nobody's sure. been a dynasty other than the Patriots. So the, the logic, I guess, uh, of my article that I wrote was that it's not going to – like we, we say this all the time. Anytime there's a group of young guys that win a Super Bowl, oh, they're going to be a dynasty. It just doesn't happen. Well, you guys are one win away from making me look real, real bad, real bad, because <laughs> I said it wasn't going to happen. What has enabled you guys to get to this point, including winning all the games that you did? Because I know like all the statistics, all the odds over the years, they show you how hard it is to do this. Well, I think, uh, I mean, you look back, I mean, obviously Coach Reed and Brett Beach, our GM, we kept our similar uh, guys on our team. I mean, offensive, defense, there's not many guys that you've seen that we just gave away. We're pretty much the same team we were last year. We enhanced a couple positions and kind of brought in some uh, key guys that could step in in key situations if guys got hurt. And guys like Mike Remmers, I mean, has been tremendous for us, you know, swing guy and has played really well for us. But they brought in guys that are stepped in, but we still have the same identity as last year. And we're just another year experience. We're another year better, I feel like, in the same system. And, um, you know, we're still hungry. I think we all felt like last year, you know, we won the Super Bowl, but we want more. And this team's always hungry, always willing to put the work in and asking anything they need from their coaches to get better. You had eight straight wins by six points or less. And then you came out against the Bills and totally dominated. Was there a difference? I mean, like, you know, there, there's almost this thought process that you guys can just turn it on like that. Do you believe that? Because on one hand, I'm sitting there eight point eight games in a row. You guys won by six points. Like, you're not really blowing people out. And then Sunday against Buffalo was total domination. What was the difference? And or is there something to this that you guys can kind of put the pedal to the metal when you want to? Well, I think, uh, you know, you definitely just don't want to turn it on. I think, you know, we, we've we gone through this whole year knowing that we're going to get everybody's best shot. So, you know, everybody wants to beat the Chiefs. Everybody wants to beat the defending Super Bowl champions. So we got everybody's best shot. So it was never easy. And in this league, it's never easy because everybody changes every year. But um, to say we turn it on, I mean, I wouldn't want to say that. I think we come prepared. I think we know we're going to get everybody's best shot and we want to give everybody our best shot. But, um, you know, against Buffalo, I felt like we just had a mindset. Like we wanted to play hard-nosed football. We knew they were going to bring the energy, the mentality, but we got to match it each and every Sunday. And I think we've done that all year. And hopefully we can do that again uh, next Sunday. Any Anything you can do to put into words what Brady's done, you know, being at a 10th Super Bowl, I know when you were getting recruited, I don't know if you talked to him or whatever, but I know that, you know, you, you've obviously are familiar and friends with Tom. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, dude, he, even his face looks younger now. I don't know. I don't know what the TB12 thing is, but I'm going to start doing it because he looks unbelievable. Can you put into words sort of the fact that he's there again, especially, you know, with a new team and a new group of guys? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, with all the success, uh, the Patriots has been tremendous. But then to leave a, a whole new and become a new atmosphere for him in Tampa Bay, new teammates, everything, not a, you know, preseason to go through. Uh, it's unbelievable. And that shows his leadership qualities. It shows his work ethic. Um, and that's why they called him the GOAT. I mean, he's done this and he comes to a new team. Not many guys done it. You know, Joe Montana tried to do it with Kansas City after San Francisco. You know, a lot of guys have tried to do it but never had success. And this guy has done it. And it's a credit to him and his coaches to buying into what he's used to. And uh, I think you saw their struggles in and out throughout the year. But once they got to, you know, come together as a team, as listening to Tom, listening to the coaches and coming together as one, they've done an unbelievable job. Last one, Chad. Is it true that the only social media you have is LinkedIn? That's correct. Okay. When and why did you set up the LinkedIn page? I don't know when I did it. I want to say maybe three, four years ago I set it up. And to be honest, I just like reading some of the just just the business aspects of it. I want to hear about people's stories. I want to hear about their careers rather than all the hoopla that goes around and, you know, natural, you know, the politics get into a lot of this stuff. And I just never felt like I wanted to get into it. I just wanted to hear true stories, true business things and things that inspire me later in life as well. Um, how many like friend requests or whatever, how many, uh, how many people after the Browns game, how many people reached out? Like, did anything, any, you had any cool requests or did you not even look at it? Yeah. I mean, I, I scroll through it, but at the time, I mean, Chris, there's over, you know, a hundred plus things, you know, how you have a connection, it's like 500 plus connections and you can't, you can't top that. Right. <laughs> it tells you how many connections you have, but you really can't top the 500 plus. So. Uh, there's definitely more in there. I mean, obviously, anything possible with Patrick putting that out there. A couple T-shirts uh, going out there. Uh, Hennessy, uh, the <laughs> drink, you know, sent me a bottle of Hennessy with an engraved thing. So, I mean, LinkedIn has done pretty well for me, and I'm happy with it. I'm happy with the people on it, and I appreciate all the support. I lied. Last one. Do you uh... – do you have any idea what you want to do when you're done? I mean, I know you're playing well and hopefully you'll play forever or whatever, but I mean, obviously you said you read stories of other business guys and any, any thoughts on what you might want to do? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I'll move back to Pennsylvania. Uh, that's where our home is in sinking spring. And, um, you know, I'll just try to train quarterbacks, try to build my uh, clientele there, help out the community there. And, you know, maybe just hope, uh, help out at Wilson high school. Uh, you know, coach Paul, help out with my son's team, my daughter's teams. Uh, but I want to be involved in my kid's life for sure. Um, but definitely help out in a quarterback at- atmosphere. Uh, oh, man. You will be able to clean up, man. <laughs> you will be able yeah. to clean up doing that. Chad, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Really proud of you. Really happy for you. Good luck on Super Bowl Sunday. Appreciate it, Russ. Thanks for having me. You know, Bri, it's crazy. I, I can't tell you, okay, how crazy it is that Chad Henney's first game playing quarterback was against Harrisburg High as a ninth grader for Wilson High School. Like the first time he ever played the position, Harrisburg High is one of the top 10 teams in the state every year. 
So is Wilson. He had never – and Harrisburg High has some, like, straight-up killers. <laughs> like, those kids do not mess around. I mean, for him to have his first time playing the position, be at quarterback in ninth grade, I mean, that it's hard to describe to people unless you're from around here just how amazing that is. Speaking of amazing, right now, my boys over at 1-800-Flowers have a crazy offer for you guys, my listeners. 24 multicolored roses for $29.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. I think you can make an argument either way. You can make an argument for the multicolored for $29.99 or red for Valentine's Day. I get it. It's an unbelievable offer. Look, you guys know how I feel. I get these for my mom, my mother-in-law, my wife, and I did get them for both of my wife's grandmothers for every Valentine's Day and every Mother's Day. One of my wife's grandmothers uh, passed since the last Mother's Day. So I only bring that up to say I am really glad that I sent them flowers every Valentine's Day and Mother's Day. I am really glad I sent her those flowers, and I feel the same way about her other grandmother, her Oma, and I feel the same way about her mom and my mom. You'll never regret it. You'll always be glad that you helped to make them feel special and have a visual reminder for a couple weeks that they look at that somebody thought enough of them to get them flowers. It's awesome. To order 24 multicolored roses for $29.99, Did I I include an extra $99 in there? Did I just say $29.99.99? That'd be a lot of money. Nope. Just $29.99. I can assure you. It's not $2,999.99. Those would be very expensive flowers. Anyway, to upgrade 24 red roses, only $10 more, go to 100flowers.com, click the radio icon, enter code football. That's 100flowers.com, code football. This offer expires Friday. Tuck Stakes. Morning, Ross. Let's start with Alabama wide receiver Devonta Smith. He declines to have his height and weight measured at the Senior Bowl. Right, because that's like the only knock against him is that he's not real big. Devonte, I mean, first of all, everybody already knows, bro. Like, everybody already knows that you're not real big. And, I mean, he's not going to get taller between now and his pro day. So I don't I don't understand what what the deal is with not getting the height measured, and then on on the weight, that almost makes me a little concerned that for his pro day he wants to try to like bulk up or something, you know? Dude, just be who you are. You're an awesome football player. The difference between you weighing one seventy four and one eighty three, nobody's gonna care. I, I mean, I think I think people have kind of realized that that stuff is a little overrated anyway. We've seen. Some lighter guy, Hollywood Brown's like a buck sixty, or was when he got drafted in the first round. So I wouldn't sweat it, Devontae. Tuck takes. Packers CEO Mark Murphy quote: "We're not idiots. Aaron Rodgers will be back." Well, so the question is really whether or not Aaron Rodgers wants to be back. I mean, obviously the Packers aren't moving on from the MVP of the National Football League. But based on the comments that Rodgers had made, 
there's some speculation about whether or not he wants to be back there. Takes. Ross, here is the quote from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, no reason to think I won't be back, but there are no absolutes in this business. So Aaron went on the uh, Pat McAfee show, as he does every week. And yeah, I mean, I, I look at it and, and that quote, it's pretty obvious. I think he wants to be back. But I think he also wants the organization to probably give him a new contract. He's making $11 million a year, less than Patrick Mahomes. So even though he's got three years left, I think he wants a contract upgrade, realizing he might only have three years left of playing football. And also, I think he'd like to see the organization be a little bit more aggressive, get after it a little bit more, and be more aggressive, sort of like the Bucks were when he went down there, when Tom Brady went down there to Tampa. I think that's what Aaron Rodgers would like to see Green Bay do. Takes. Seattle Seahawks have a new offensive coordinator. It is Shane Waldron from the Rams. So this is like uh, the best of both worlds, right? You get a guy in Shane Waldron who was the passing game coordinator for the Rams who does a really good job of marrying up the run and the pass, the play action, which I think best suits Russell Wilson. And you also are taking away from one of your division rivals. That's a win-win. Takes. Speaking of the Rams, general manager Les Snead says that Jared Goff is, quote, a Ram right now in this moment. Man, he went out of his way to make it clear that Jared Goff might not be a Ram. I mean, he could have, you know, he could have refuted a lot of things, but he's like, he's a Ram now. Uh, there's a, you know, it's a beautiful mystery. There's a lot of things that could happen this offseason. I think they probably realize that Jared Goff will be their quarterback and that they're not going to be able to trade him. But maybe I think they're just sending a message to Jared Goff that they need him to play better. That whatever his preparation is, whatever he does in the offseason, that they need more. They need him they need him they need him to play better. I think that's what the organization is trying to do more than any other because it's not real feasible financially to move on from him. Takes. The Los Angeles Chargers have a new OC. It's Joe Lombardi from the Saints. So Joe's an awesome guy, number one. Number two, uh, what I like about this for Joe Lombardi, you know, the Saints are kind of an unknown now with all the speculation that Drew Brees will retire. There's no, there's, you know, it's kind of like what happened in New England this past year. You lose that first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback, all bets are off for how good the team's going to be. And maybe they'll bring Jameis Winston back, or maybe it's Taysom Hill, whatever. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to have nearly the same level of success. I still think they'll be pretty good. But then he goes to the Chargers, where he gets to be OC rather than quarterback coach, and gets to work with Justin Herbert. It's a good deal for Joe Lombardi. Ducks takes. Last news item of the day, the Washington football team promotes intern Jennifer King to be the full-time assistant running backs coach. Right, which makes her the first uh, female, the first black female to be a full-time coach in NFL history, uh, which is awesome. Absolutely awesome. And a couple things on that. Number one is, Anytime someone does something for the first, it's really cool. 
And I don't think you have to have daughters or whatever to appreciate it, right? But I guess I look at it like, I don't know, maybe one of my daughters would want to be a head football coach someday, or maybe they'd want to be a GM. And so it's nice to know that some of these barriers, you know, some of these stepping stones are, are being accomplished. These barriers are being knocked down and maybe there is more of a chance for them to accomplish that. Now, knowing my daughters, I think it's highly unlikely that either one of them would, would have those goals, but you want to feel like anybody's goals are actually achievable. So kudos to Jennifer King for accomplishing this. Now, I guess the flip side, Bri, is I I don't remember there I, I don't remember when I was playing, I don't remember there being a, an assistant running backs coach, or at least that being a full-time position. But you know, some of these teams have hired so many coaches now that maybe they do have assistant running back coaches positions. I don't I don't remember that. Um, but that's a long time ago now. It's like 13 years. And some of these teams have a lot of coaches. I mean a lot. That'll do it, by the way, for a Wisdom Wednesday edition of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Even Money Podcast and College Draft are both already posted from yesterday. We'll do the Fantasy Feast Podcast with Joe Dolan today talking about what we saw from the conference championship games, what it means for those teams and their fantasy guys going forward and we'll start to get his thoughts on some of the prop bets for the super bowl fantasy guys are always awesome for prop bets which is cool so that'll be later today probably get to an email or two thursday and friday this week tomorrow we'll have the great greg cosell to get his early super bowl thoughts and his thoughts on the nfc and afc championship games shout outs are in order pizza boy brewing sportaculture steakhousesports.com Vision Comics with an X, and DinerDepot.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.